Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. By Logan Ryan, who is now back to another Super Bowl, this time with the San Francisco 49ers. They're going to be going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Two Sundays from now, Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. I saw uh, the video of you and your family, Logan Ryan here with us from the San Francisco 49ers celebrating after the game. That must have just been, I know you've won a Super Bowl before. I know you've played in a few Super Bowls, but to be in that NFC title game and celebrating with your family after the game, that just seemed awesome. Yeah, man, it was amazing. Truly um, a great feeling. And I think more because my kids are at an age, I have an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. The two Super Bowls I played in and won, uh, Super Bowl 49 and 51, my daughter was in my wife's belly in one of them, and she was just a toddler, you know, 18 months. So she has very little memory. Uh, but now uh, my my son, who wants to be just like me, and my daughter, who is taking it all in, I mean, I felt they're, they, they're involved. You know, they saw every single play, and they were nervous. So I was happy we were to pull it out for them and, you know, all the Niners fans. For you personally, I know the family component is so big, but you've played football your entire life to basically be out for most of this season and then get that call in December and you join the 49ers and now you're 60 minutes away from winning another Super Bowl individually with it looking like football was maybe over and now being on the highest stage in two weeks. How do you kind of put that into perspective with the emotions of it? Man, it, it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy story, a crazy situation. I've obviously been through a lot in my career. I've won a lot in my career. I prepared a lot in my career, but this was a different experience of um, really being at peace. If I didn't play again, I wasn't necessarily looking to play. I wasn't trying out for teams. I wasn't. I told a couple of teams I'm not interested in playing for them this year, uh, just because of you know my family and and I didn't necessarily need to uh, to feel accomplished to feel any more whole. I was at peace where I was at with my career and I wanted to have some stability with my kids to stay in the same school multiple years in a row. And uh, when I wasn't looking for it, that call came, obviously I was on a cruise when that call came, that story has been told. And um, so I was like, okay, let's go, let's do it. If we're going to do it. So my family was all in, my son started training with me um, and got in good enough shape, got on the team, the challenge of picking up mid season, a little different. Um, and here we are, you know, good enough to get on the field, good enough to help the team out. And just, just we're, the, you know, the best team in football. So t- two best teams left. We're one of them. To be able to join that roster midseason is pretty cool. Something to, something to talk about later. Yeah, one of my best friends is Logan Ryan is here with us, defensive back for the 49ers. Uh, he works for Royal Caribbean. So I've been able to go on a cruise with him and a bunch of friends. And we got the drink package and we're hitting up yeah, all yeah. the buffets. I can't imagine going from the cruise mindset to then the NFL mindset that must have been wild for you. Yeah, it was it was a really um, critical time there as I was debarking the ship. Oh, we we're about the ship was about to debark. 
um, John Lynch, you know, my agent had called me that John Lynch wants to reach out about joining the 49ers. And I honestly said, well, this ship's going to take off in about an hour and I'm probably not going to have cell service. So if he doesn't call me in an hour. I'm not going to be in, in good enough shape to play football this year because I plan on having a drink package on this cruise. <laughs> um, luckily, John called me in time. And uh, my mindset, I didn't have one drink yet, so my mindset shifted to the gym. The Disney Cruise had a great gym. I was on the treadmill every morning and night. was able to run a lot, lift some weights on there, and, and transition that into you know playing in a game two weeks later, and here we are. Logan Ryan here with us getting set to play in another Super Bowl with the 49ers, when you first walked into that Niners locker room and you've been around championship teams and you've been on them before, we know that this is Super Bowl or bust this year for the 49ers. What did you sense was special about this group being an outsider walking in for the first time? Oh, it's a it's a championship team already. Just the talent, the organization, Jed York, the, the DiBartolo family, um, just do a great job giving everything they can for their players to, to be from nutrition to recovery. It's all there from an organizational standpoint. Um, but I remember I came in on a Tuesday to do a little tryout to see what shape I was in um, uh, for the team wanted to see where, you know, where I was. And on that Tuesday in the weight room, you know, walking out to the field, I saw Brock Purdy in there. I saw Fred Warner. I saw Bosa. And for the NFL fans, Tuesdays are off day. It's mm-hmm. the one day a week we're not in the in office. And great players usually come in even on their off day to get some recovery in, to get a lift in, whatever. I would say 75% of the team was in there on a Tuesday. And I was blown away by wow. that. And then fast forward to after practice Wednesday, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa back in the weight room, Christian McCaffrey back in the weight room. So these guys are lifting every day. You don't have to do that to necessarily do our job. So I saw a lot of like-minded individuals. I saw a lot of people that saying, man, we won it this year. We're not waiting. And we're signing guys like Logan Ryan to go win it this year. And um, I knew right then and there, yeah, this is this reminds me of those Patriots teams. This reminds me of a championship locker room. We just got to go finish the job. We got to go do it. But all the pieces are in play. And you know the daily grind of what it takes to win a Super Bowl. And when you're a team like the 49ers, no one's going to really praise you until you hoist that Lombardi trophy. I think the coverage of Brock Purdy, even though there's been some positive and some negative coverage of him, it's really galvanized that locker room. Because I don't care how you refer to Brock Purdy. It doesn't matter to me. As long as he keeps on winning, you know that's the only thing that matters. But it seems like the way that people have gone after Brock, that has brought out even a different version of the 49ers. Yeah, I think everyone has his back. And I think there's a lot of great players in this locker room. I think there's future Hall of Famers in this locker room. There's all pros in this locker room. And everyone is unanimously saying, this is our quarterback. Better than the previous quarterback, better than the the, the draft pick that they, you know, the first round pick that they traded up. This guy is unanimously our quarterback, and we got his back. And he does a great job of winning games, period. And and we're about winning. We just want to win. It doesn't matter who gets the credit. You know, that's one thing I remember about Tom Brady. Um he literally, you know, a game plan would be Tom Brady's throwing for six touchdowns and 400 yards. And then in the AFC Championship game the next week, LeGarrette Blunt has 40 carries. And we run the ball for 400 yards. Whatever it takes to win, you know, he was willing to do. And I feel like Brock's the same way. Brock, if you're going to give Christian and Debo and these guys the credit, they are great players. 
Brock doesn't care. Give him the credit. I just want to win. And I think us players respect that because the system is to spread the ball around. The systems that have great players. John Lynch and them are trying to get the best football players. You can't blame them for having too many great players around them. So he's doing everything he's asked to do, and ultimately his job is to be a leader, be accountable, and and to, and to win games, take care of the football and to win games. And he, he does that every single week. Logan Ryan here with us. What was the scene like in the locker room at halftime? You guys didn't have your best effort in the first half up against the Lions. You're at home. You know that there's 30 minutes until a trip to the Super Bowl is going to be handed out. What was the vibe in the Niners locker room at halftime on Sunday? It, it wasn't it wasn't movie-like. There was no screaming, no yelling. I think it was uh, just talking like, man, we got to play better. We got to do – we got to – Step it up defensively. I felt like we gotta get some stops. We're not even giving our team a chance to compete. We gotta get some stops for our, for our offense. Our offense obviously said they gotta get going. They wanted to change some things up. And I remember being in the locker room twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl or twenty five to three in the Super Bowl, and it was the same way. We got that question: What was it like? There was no big speech. Guys were like, man, we just gotta start playing better. We're not even playing well. Credit to Detroit; they played great, but we did we weren't even doing things we were trying to do. The things we've been doing all year. So I remember walking out of that, you know, New England locker room and someone said, it's going to be the greatest comeback of all time. Deron Harmon says it's going to be the greatest comeback of all time. Another Rutgers guy. And I remember being like, he had the confidence to say that in that moment. So I remember I was telling guys, yo, this is going to be the greatest, this is going to be the greatest comeback of this team's all time. It's going to be the greatest championship comeback of all time. And nobody blinked about that. You know, no one laughed about it. And, uh, that comeback came happening in the third quarter. By the fourth quarter, we, we were we were back and back in the game. So I think it shows you what this team's capable of and we're all doing our jobs. And um and hats off to Detroit though. They brought it, man. They brought it. Their fan base brought it. That team brought it to us. That was that was a good game. That was one of the funnest, most electric environments. I've been in six championship games, going on my third Super Bowl. I, I think I arguably played in the two best Super Bowls of all time. Um, we had a we had a Titans game in Arrowhead where Mariota threw a ball to himself. We came back and won. That was a pretty cool environment. But this game was one of the most electric environments for Detroit's fan base traveling and showing up, and and it just was a beautiful night. I know your role changed because of an injury during the game, and you got on the field a little bit more. Just how about what you were able to give the team individually and step up at a big moment? Yeah, you know, that, that's just part of my job is be ready at all times. And I can play multiple positions. You know, last last game started at safety. Um, and, you know, we had an idea of, uh, you know, why don't you start, you know, repping at nickel corner? You've played it early in your career. Why don't you start learning our defense at that position? I haven't played that position at all in practice or anything. I was all either safety position. So um, if something were to happen, we probably want you on the field there, too. So, you know, something I took, I was like, you know what? If that's best for the team, I'll do it. So I, I learned the position this week. Just like you would have it, an opportunity came. I ended up getting in the game, very end of the game. At that position was, you know, ready and prepared. And hats off to Kyle Shanahan. These guys thinking ahead of every situation that can happen in a game to have me prepared to go play it. And, um, you know, was able to make some plays to close the game out there. Talking to Logan Ryan right now. We know next week he's going to be playing in a Super Bowl with the 49ers trying to win his third Lombardi trophy in his illustrious career. Uh, when we get to the decision-making by Dan Campbell, you guys made the plays. You guys benefited from it. But were you just shocked how aggressive he was with some of those fourth-down decisions not to put his field goal kicker out there? 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. When I wasn't playing earlier this year, I was doing some some broadcast and doing some media and starting to look at the game, I guess, a little bit from from uh, from that side of things. As a player, I never really, you know, thought too much about what the other coaches, you know, oh, that's a bad call, it's a good call. It's kind of like, hey, whatever. But I remember shaking my head like, why, why are they doing that? Like, th- this is going to hurt them. You know, I felt like their opportunity, obviously we came back with a lot of momentum in the third quarter there. Mm-hmm. And we're storming back here. And I think they had an opportunity to kick a field goal maybe, almost like a basketball game when the other team gets hot, call a timeout. I feel like they had an opportunity to call a timeout, kick a field goal, right, get a small win there. Uh, but they were going for the jugular. They are going for the jugular in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, whatever that was. They were trying to essentially, in their their words, probably end the game if they get some of those fourth, fourth downs. But it just was too soon, I think, to make that move. And when you don't get it, right, whatever analytics say, when you don't get it, the momentum in that stadium was nuts. Like I said, the, the the crowd was raucous. So that's a stop. That's a win. That's a turnover on downs for us. Our offense is already humming. And our offense scored every possession they had the ball. So I think it's not the right move. Obviously, in the end, it's not the right move. But I just think that, you know, in a playoff game, it doesn't matter what you did all season. In a playoff game, you had to make the best decision in those moments. I think Detroit got a little too eager there. And, um, and that came back to bite them. Wrapping up with Logan Ryan, what is it like to prepare for Patrick Mahomes? Man, you just know that this game is going to go to the very end. You know, no lead is necessarily safe. Um, I've been in game championship games against them with a lead, and that's not necessarily safe. And you know it's not a guy you want to get down 24-7 to 7 behind or whatever either. You don't want to have him too hot of a start, um, and they're kind of rolling. So you know it's a real deal. You got to be on your game each and every play. Um, sometimes you got to cover twice. Most times you got to cover twice because even if you cover Kelsey, then Mahomes starts scrambling and the play starts over again. So, you know, that team goes as him and Travis Kelsey go. Um, they're two Hall of Famers. And uh, it's easier said than done, but we're going to have to find a way to neutralize them or, or um, be ready to fight to the very end because we know he's not going nowhere. I know that you you played with Tom Brady. You played against him. We all remember that uh, interception that you had in that playoff game. I'm a Patriot fan. I wasn't uh, thrilled with that uh, in the moment, but uh, always uh, loved you as a player. Is it kind of crazy when people are already saying now that Mahomes is, is better than Brady when you hear that conversation a little bit the last 24, 48 hours? I think, I think their careers are going to be a good comparison at the end. I think you can't – I mean, I think now is just – is on now is way too soon, but I think um, I think there's no one else like him in terms of 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 just the amount of consistency of success, the amount of AFC Championship games every year like Tom does, and the amount of Super Bowls at all the time. Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl all the time. Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So I, I I obviously see the debate, and it's a debate, but I don't think you could put Mahomes over Brady for what he'd done. And I think Brady going to to Tampa really solidified a lot of stuff right there, man, to go to a new organization, win a Super Bowl in one year. That's unheard of. And obviously I think what Mahomes you're going to get with the Andy Reid stuff, you have a great coach too. It's with Belichick. Well, who is it? You know, who is it? Who is it? I think Tom kind of answered those questions when he left new England. Mahomes might not have to answer those questions or might not be able to ask those questions because him and Andy Reid are so dang good together. Why would they leave? And so it's a great debate, but I don't think you can put Mahomes up above Brady yet. Is it crazy to you with only two jobs left, Logan Ryan, that it looks like Belichick and Vrabel are going to be shut out of this hiring cycle? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really surprised by that. Um, I know, I know Belichick is one of the best coaches 
I mean, he's I think he's the greatest coach of all time. I know he's one of the best coaches available. Um, but, you know, I don't know if it has to do with what his staff would look like or what's his plans. Obviously, he's a defensive minded guy. So what's his offensive plans look like? You know, who, how much control and roster control and some of those things. I think that Rabel and Belichick are both accustomed to is having some want some control of the roster. And I think that might be what this is about. I don't think it's about their coaching ability because those are two of the best coaches I played for. And I was fortunate to play for a lot of great coaches. Last thing I'll ask you. So you're on the cruise ship. You had other opportunities, like you were saying, and you ended up taking this one and joining the 49ers. Do you think Super Bowl 58 is going to be your final game as a pro? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a great question, man. Um, you know, we'll see. I don't know what the emotions. It's going to be emotional either way, right? So I don't want to make that decision, the emotions, but uh, it, it could be a chance there. There could be a chance. And going out on top is, is a way to dream it if you could. Um, skip the whole training camp. Skip the whole beginning parts of the season. Go on a cruise. And then, you know, show up on show up after Thanksgiving when it really matters. I mean, I, there's no better way as a vet to, to, to write it off. Uh, so we'll see. That will be a good question for you to ask me after the game. Well, uh, good luck. Always appreciate your time. Thanks so much for doing this, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. I mean, appreciate it. Thank you so much. There he is, Logan Ryan joining us. Just what a story that is. He was a phenomenal player with New England, had a bunch of other stops as well. But to be on a cruise and then you end up joining the 49ers and having a big role in the NFC title game and now going to have a big role in the Super Bowl, really could uh, cool story and uh, just nothing but the best to his family. That was such a cool video after the game, seeing him, his wife, and his kids just run around on the field. Uh, what a wild month, month and a half it's been. All righty, we'll take a break. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We have breaking news. There has been a quarterback that has been added to the AFC Pro Bowl roster. And it's a laugher. You guys want to take a guess? Carlos with the K. I know that we've had Tyler Huntley recently in the Pro Bowl. I know Mac Jones has been in the Pro Bowl. And all those guys were there because a lot of other guys say no. If you want to take a guess, who is the latest addition to the Pro Bowl? 
And I think it's now what Pro Bowl games or it's like a what is it flag football? Yeah, now? it's not an actual game anymore. I think it's flag football no, now. No, it wasn't really an, an well, actual game yeah. anyway. <laughs> but but let's take a guess here. Carlos, who was added to the AFC roster to be a Pro Bowl quarterback? Oh, AFC. AFC. I'm gonna just I'm gonna say the name that you mentioned. I'm gonna say Mac Jones. Oh, come on. Mac Jones. They, they put anybody he didn't even into play. Pro Bowl. They put anybody there. Uh, stop. It's it's not Mac Tommy Jones. DeVito's playing in the AFC for some reason. <laughs> no, no, it's not Tommy Cutlets. Stu? I'll go Russell Wilson. You, I wonder if Russ was asked over this guy. He had decent numbers before he was benched. The new AFC Pro Bowl quarterback on the roster. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> He's the backup! <laughs> Well, he played this year. I get it, but he was—he couldn't even beat out Anthony Richardson, who had an under sixty percent percentage in college. I get it. Well, it doesn't he was, translate here. He was dynamic. He was a top limited. five pick, I Anthony get, Richardson. I get it. I really you don't. do. <laughs> I, no, I, I personally think Colts may have reached a little bit, but hey, that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. He was still behind the guy that they drafted, and he's going to go to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, well, he he had a good season, but you guys want to take a guess? How many touchdowns do you think? Gardner Minshew threw this past year. If you if you want to just take a guess, I think Tyler Huntley had like two last year or something, and and he ended up getting in. What, what's the guess here, Stu? I'll say ten. Okay, yeah, I, was, I had twelve in my head. Fifteen passing touchdowns <laughs> to nine interceptions. More than two for Gardner Minshew this year, and he also had three rushing touchdowns. So that's a total of eighteen touchdowns for guard uh, or yeah, eighteen touchdowns this year for Gardner Minshew. And he is a Pro Bowl quarterback. Listen, now Daniel Jones got paid on much less. Uh, yeah, Daniel Jones. That was a another mistake. And the Giants now are not even seeing the the benefits of it. It's only uh, negatives. Uh, you have one decent season when a guy for most of his career has been a bad quarterback. And I know there wasn't a lot around Daniel Jones, but geez, Louise, uh, that's wild. You know, I I don't think we could use Pro Bowl anymore for a standard to make the Hall of Fame. Like, Ak, let me ask you this. You're a football historian. How many guys, when their careers are going to end, they're going to be like a four- or five-time Pro Bowler now, and you're like, oh, maybe the guy's an outside chance to make the Hall of Fame, but it's because 20 other guys said no. Yeah, it's already starting. It's, yeah. it's wild. Gardner Minshew yeah, is a Pro Bowler. They, they, they just should just end the event. Don't even it, – it's not even a game anymore. Does it even it's, make it's, the league money at this point? I, I have no idea. I mean, I understand they want to honor them in some mm-hmm. way, but like – I mean, really, come on. <laughs> Maybe you just have the honor. You give the guys any incentives that they get for making the Pro Bowl, and, and that's it. And Yes. And, and I could understand, uh, hey, you know, you get a free trip out of it, right? It's it's all fun and all that, but uh, there's so many guys now that just roll their eyes at the Pro Bowl and go, I'm not even entertaining that. I'm not even taking place. Like, the last three years, Mac Jones, Tyler Huntley, and now Gardner Minshew have all been going to the Pro Bowl. Is Don Strzok available? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh, that's just, that's absolutely brutal. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on uh, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, let's go to Michael in Vegas next up on the show. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Mike, go ahead. Zach, um, yeah, I just wanted uh, real quick to say I hate the Pro Bowl the last few years. I wish they'd just get rid of it. Did you ever but, like um, the Pro Bowl, though? No, well, you know, back in back in the like nineteen eighty, mm. nineteen, I used to watch it. 
Yeah, because there was some physicality in it. You know, there was a, it was an actual game. It was, yeah, it was cool. I mean, people tried and stuff, and it was like last because you know it was your last game of the year, and we got to see a couple players. But um, that's a good question, though. Yeah, no, in the seven, late seventies, it was fun. Um, I want to tell you how amazing you are. That was an incredible interview, and I want to thank you for all of us listening. What a great interview with Logan Ryan. Well, hey, I appreciate that, Mike, and uh, thanks so much for the uh, uh, the kind phone call. But, yeah, this is presumably because Mahomes is out of the the Pro Bowl because now he's uh, made the Super Bowl. Oh, man. You know, Brady actually, I think he ruined the Pro Bowl because for so many years it was just Super Bowl or bust or he was playing in the Super Bowl. Well, if Brady's not going to the Pro Bowl, then other quarterbacks, they say, well, I don't get to a Super Bowl and I'm considered a great quarterback in the league. Maybe that I, I just uh, shouldn't go. And then you have all these guys that bow out. And it's now the week in between. It's this weekend. So maybe guys just start their vacation. They go, eh, I don't really got time for the Pro Bowl. But man, Gardner Minshew. I got a good chuckle out of that. All righty, we'll come on back. When we return, we will get to quarterbacks that don't have a ring that will next win a ring in the NFL. I got five for you. That will be on my top five list, but update time first. Here's the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. All righty, Zach Gelb shows CBS Sports Radio. So Brock Purdy has a chance to win his first Lombardi trophy next Sunday. I want to do a list here. We'll, we'll give you five guys each, five least likely, one most likely, guys that don't have a ring right now that are NFL quarterbacks. That will end up getting a ring. Now, I'm going to put two disclaimers on this. I'm going to take Brock Purdy out of the conversation because Brock Purdy is 60 minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. I am also going to take Joe Burrow out of the conversation. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but this is the way that I feel. Joe Burrow right now has to be viewed as the second best quarterback in the NFL. And not only the second best quarterback in the NFL, Out of the active quarterbacks, he is the only one that has been able to defeat Mahomes in the playoffs when it matters. Like, we've seen guys like Lamar Jackson get a regular season win over the Chiefs. We've seen Josh Allen get regular season wins over the Chiefs. But in the playoffs, Lamar after this weekend, 0-1. We've seen Josh Allen now three times go up against the Chiefs. Even if he has played well at times, he has not walked out of there with the victory He is 0-3. Burrow had a three-game win streak, two in the regular season and one in the playoffs at one point, up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we've seen Burrow win against the Chiefs in the postseason and then the following year lose uh, to the Chiefs in the postseason. But if there is one hope out of all the active quarterbacks in the NFL for someone that you could actually trust to defeat Mahomes in a big game, it is Joe Burrow because Burrow has done it. All these other guys, even though Jalen Hurts outplayed Mahomes last year in the Super Bowl, didn't get the victory. Lamar Jackson has not defeated Mahomes in a big game. Josh Allen has not defeated Mahomes in a big game. So you may believe in them, but you can't fully trust them because they haven't done it yet. At least Burrow has done it. So for this list, I'll make that disclaimer. Take Purdy out of it and take Burrow out of it. So I'll go first, five to one. In at number five, I think this name is going to surprise some people. But I'm going with potential. And there are a few guys on this list that I've seen enough 
where I'm not going to believe that they're going to get a Super Bowl until they do. So I'm going to take a flyer on Jordan Love. In year one, as a starting quarterback, Jordan Love got to a playoff game, won a playoff game, and then lost to what could be the Super Bowl champions in the San Francisco 49ers. And Green Bay, in my lifetime, they always find a way to get it right. From Favre to Rodgers, and now there's a thought that Love could be the guy after this year. And Love has a big arm. He's athletic. He can move around the pocket. You got to be a little less like Favre, though, with the gunslinger mentality, like what he did in that divisional round game, throwing across his body. Keep your team in the game. Sometimes the best throws that you make are the one that you throw out of bounds or you throw into the ground to live to see another day. But I'll put Jordan Love in at five. Number four, this guy hasn't proved it yet in the NFL. This guy hasn't proved it yet in the playoffs. He is a very, though, good young quarterback, but I think he has had some roadblocks in his way the last few years because of the incompetence of his head coach. Now, he gets one of the better coaches in football in Jim Harbaugh coming to Los Angeles. I will put Justin Herbert in at number four. Three, I do not like this team chemistry. I think this team chemistry is really poorly, but... You look at the AFC, it's so tough to really buy into guys because of who's standing in the way with it being Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to go with one more NFC quarterback and I'm going to put some stock in on Jalen Hurts. Because even though right now it's down in the dumps and I think it's a massive mistake by the Eagles to bring back Nick Sirianni and I do believe that Kellen Moore is wildly overrated as an offensive coordinator. This uh, offensive genius was supposed to be a head coach. He's gone from offensive coordinator to the Cowboys said goodbye to the Chargers. They said goodbye. And now he's going to be the OC of the Philadelphia Eagles. So there is a coaching problem in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts maybe has to alter his leadership approach. But once again, we did see him outperform Patrick Mahomes in the big game last year in the Super Bowl, even though they didn't win. So I'll put Hurts in at three. Number two. This guy had the great, one of the greatest rookie seasons you'll ever see, C.J. Stroud. I know the organization is an organization that maybe some are starting to trust again after the whole Jack Easterby debacle. But what C.J. Stroud did this past year, and he barely turned over. Like, there's guys that come into the league, they throw a lot of touchdown passes. But then they also have, like, 18 interceptions attached to their name. Heck, Peyton Manning was a turnover machine when he first got into the league. But to see C.J. Stroud throw five interceptions, yeah, holy smokes. And that division, you know, Tennessee's rebuilding. We don't know what Anthony Richardson's going to be with the Colts. Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, you want to believe in them, but they were severely disappointing this year. So I'll put C.J. Stroud in at number two. And in at number one, it's Josh Allen still. Josh Allen is a top four quarterback in football. I know that the Bills have been there, and now you wonder how much longer is their window open. But look at those games. Josh Allen did everything in his power in that 13-second game to go win the football game. His defense let him down. Special teams let him down. His coach let him down. Hey, I was critical of Josh uh, two weeks ago because he played a good game, but he had a bad ending. He's got to make those throws at the end. He's got to get the ball 
in the end zone at the end. This dude, though, still performs well enough in the big games where outside of the performance up against the Bengals last year, he doesn't really ever have a no-show in these postseason games. They just don't come out on the winning side. So guys that don't have a ring, you take Purdy and you take Burrow out of the conversation. Who do I believe in the most to get a ring? Out of the guys that don't have him from five to one, Love five, Herbert four, Hertz three, Stroud two, Josh Allen in at number one. Stu, run through your list for me. Five to one. What do you got cooking? Okay, number five, I have uh, Tua Tungavailoa. I know there, wow. were some, there were some questions there with how he played against good teams, mm-hmm. how he plays in bad weather, but he has two great weapons, a good young coach. I'm not saying he's definitely going to win a Super Bowl, but I could see him winning a Super Bowl okay. in the near future. So Tua in at number five. I didn't even consider Tua on my list. They didn't even cross my mind on my list about Tua Tungavailoa, but go ahead. Four? Four, I have uh, Jordan Love. Okay. I so, like what so I saw from him this up. year. Uh Easier division, NFC open. I could see him winning a Super Bowl. Uh, number three, CJ Stroud, kind of like you. Love what I saw out of him. Uh, the divisions for the taking. Just the talent there. He's only going to get better. Number two, Jalen Hurts. Um, again, it didn't end well this year, but he's very talented. And, of course, I've won Josh Allen. So I did not have Justin Herbert on my list. Yeah, and, and I can't, like, I know I put Herbert in at four, but he was, like, on that four or five line, and I was thinking of other people to put in. Um, over Justin Herbert, I did not put Lamar Jackson. And you guys know me. I'm a huge fan, huge fan of Lamar Jackson. And I've been saying for a while, there has not been a big enough sample size in the postseason. He needed to have a pulse in that AFC title game. And he didn't even have a pulse. And that's a big time problem because he is a phenomenal regular season player. But now I have to kind of genuflect to everyone for years that said, oh, what has he done in the playoffs? He doesn't have a Super Bowl. When you're the number one seed in the AFC and you're the best team in the NFL and you didn't play a good first half up against the Texans and then you didn't show up against the Chiefs when the Chiefs were begging you to get back in the game, I can't tell you that I have confidence that Lamar is going to get the job done in the postseason. There's a difference between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson because I know that's going to be a big-time debated topic and people go, oh, how can you have confidence in Josh uh, You know, over Lamar Jackson? Well, Josh has at least showed up in those games. He hasn't won them, but most of the time it's not because of Josh Allen. And I'm not giving all the blame to Lamar. Like, Todd Munkin stunk in that AFC championship game. But, man, we know this is a quarterback-driven league. You got to find a way to basically put up more than a touchdown for the majority of that game, and they couldn't do that. So, uh, Stu, just one more time, just five through one. Just just go through the list yep. just real quickly. Number five, Tua. Number four, Jordan Love. Number three, C.J. Stroud. Number two, Jalen Hurts. Number one, Josh Allen. Okay. Chaos with the K. <laughs> Carlos Ortiz, as I saw one of our uh, YouTube chatters throwing there, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. You take Joe Burrow out of it. You take Brock Purdy out of it. Quarterbacks in the NFL that don't have a ring that you believe will win a ring next. Five to one, what do you got? Well, thank God five is the least likely because I don't even think this is going to happen, but Dak Prescott at five. Sim- and I'm not looking at is the this, quarterback. Is this the comedy hour? No, Are you trying I'm, to be I'm, comedian? I'm being serious. Okay. I'm not just – I'm taking a broader spectrum of things. I'm looking at the overall team composition. Mike McCarthy is eventually going to get fired. Ben Johnson will be the head coach of the Cowboys. Mm. And then he'll be able to finally get Dak over to hump at the least likely have Dak at five. 
Other than that, I think the list is very similar to what we have. By guys. the way, I, I don't want you to be like Mike McCarthy and mismanage the clock here. We only got two minutes left. I'm looking so. right at Just it. Just letting you know. Looking right at it. That CJ, was CJ Stroud at four. Okay. I have Josh Allen at three. You made Ooh. a lot of good points, but there's, I'm higher on these next two guys. Justin Herbert. I he just doesn't have Herbert the over Allen. I do. I look at both of them side by wow. side. I love Herbert. He has been hamstrung by poor ownership and poor coaching. If he gets Josh Allen's opportunities, he makes it to a title game. So I'm all in on Herbert. A two. I have Jared Goff one. He's been to the it's Super not a bad Bowl take. twice. And you look at the roster around him. I think Detroit is this. They're going to take their lumps this offseason. But they're on the upper comers. Give me Jerry Goff to win, an, most likely to win a title. I felt really bad leading Goff off because the NFC is not a dominant conference and not loaded with quarterback talent. And look, the Lions, they get a little conservative in the second half. They could be playing for a Super Bowl this week, and maybe we take Jared Goff off this list, like what we've been doing with Brock Purdy. So one more time, just five to one run through that list. C, uh, sorry, Dak Prescott at five, C.J. Stroud four, Josh Allen three, Justin Herbert two, Jared Goff at one. How about that list? Wow. I think the Herbert over Allen take is bold, but now he has Jim Harbaugh and uh, Dak Prescott. Come on. What are we doing here? They, 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 I they couldn't you, even you, beat you, the, you the Packers. Four, but perfect. They got blown out of their own building in the first round. To, not to be fair, if we had six, Jordan Love was my six. Okay. That's, that's understandable. You know. I know we have a lot of listeners in the state of Wisconsin right now. I love you. I love Spotted Cow. I love cheese curds. Carlos Ortiz doesn't. So he's very anti-Wisconsin, and that's why uh, he's not going to show any I love. I am for from Jordan Illinois. Love. Oh, pretty close by. <laughs> he's a Cubs fan. Loser. All righty, this is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio, or a traitor like that, uh, Craig Council. Ugh, now he's singing Go Cubs Go. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? You'll never hear from Carlos Ortiz any other day. All righty, we'll take a break. When we come on back, we got to get to our greatest QB of all time draft. We will have three selections each. I know usually we go top 10, but we're going to give you a top nine next right here. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.